Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. We've got Mark Hinton with us this morning and Brad Lewis and Mark Hinton on the eve of uh, another All Black Test match and you've uh, followed them around very closely this year. Uh, what have you made of it all this week with uh, the consistency of selection, etc.? Yes, very interesting, Smithy. I think we all thought there would be some change given the nature of last Saturday's performance in Christchurch, didn't we? A um, few of those uh, All Blacks looked a little bit tired, a little bit, uh, um, you know, a little bit flat, you might say, bereft of ideas. But uh, Ian Foster has... I guess um, only he can do has showed consistency, showed um, has showed belief, I guess, in himself and his and his as the direction he's taking this team. And he's uh, sent out an unchanged um, fifteen for the third straight test. I think it's the first time since nineteen ninety seven the Hill Blacks have done that. Remarkable, really, given the run they're in, having won only two of their last eight tests. So. Major surprise, Smithy, but I give top marks to to the head coach for at least sticking to his guns because um, he's adamant that this group can do it and he's certainly giving them every chance, isn't he? Okay, Brad Lewis, does that make him resilient, as he has uh, often called himself, or a a touch stubborn? I think he's shown that he is very resilient in the last uh, sort of two months, Smithy. Uh, and I, I remember saying to you, was it last Friday, that imagine the headlines if the All Blacks lose this test on Saturday and they lost the test. And he's uh, he's, he's survived another week. Uh, and I just had a, a quick look at his um, All Black coaching record before. And he's got 17 wins and 27 tests with nine losses and a draw. I think it might be two draws and eight losses. Uh, and, uh, sorry, Steve Hansen, 10 losses in 107 test matches in charge. That puts it a bit in perspective of how this all-black team is tracking compared to the last era, and I know we had some great players previously, but look, yes, he's resilient, uh, but I think we, when you put in a performance like that, and they were, they were okay in the first half, but they just they went to sleep in the second, and I, I like the bench that he's put together. I think the bench looks really good. There's some good impact players to come off the bench, but it's a team lacking in confidence, Smithy, and uh, I'm just not sure if they actually believe they can win these test matches. I mean, we all thought that they'd get the job done against the Pumas. I think, you know, 100% of us thought that that, that that would be in the bag, and for, you know, 60 minutes it certainly looked that way, but I'm just not confident anymore as a fan, Smithy, like just sitting here, and Mark's watched a thousand test matches as well, like I'd be interested to know what he thinks as someone who's covered the All Blacks for so long from a journalistic point of view, is this, you know, the 
the first time we've gone into a test match against the Pumas where we're not confident that we're going to get the job done. Look, uh, Mark Hinton, I'll, I'll give you a crack at that as well. And the, the other thing to look at too is um, most sides uh, that come here have never really had that great deal of confidence that they're going to beat us. Um, and Argentina would have been uh, top of the pops there. But now uh, I sense, um, I sense, Mark, that there is a confidence uh, within Checker's mob now, whether it's him, uh, whether it's uh, the Aussie he's introduced into them. Uh, or whether it's just out of straight performance. But that makes them a lot more dangerous this time around, I feel. Yeah, look, Smithy, I think any rugby team in the top tier of world, of the world game at the moment would feel a little bit of confidence playing the All Blacks. They're, they're, as Brad says, they're bereft of, of confidence in their own game. They're bereft of, of organisation or ability on attack. We haven't seen... Um, really any, well we certainly didn't last week didn't see any strides under Joe Schmidt taking charge, look it's really early days but that attack was awful, they they had no idea how to attack that uh, resolute uh, Argentina defensive line, so look Argentina will feel confident, look I, I fully expect the Blacks to bounce back this week, that was a horrible performance last week as much as um, Argentina deserved their victory and as much as it was based on some wonderful quality, some brilliant defence, some great kicking. You know, it, tactically they were right onto it. Um, I, you know, I, I really didn't. I really thought it was a limited Argentina performance, and the fact that it was still good enough to beat the All Blacks says a lot about where where they are at the moment. So anybody has to feel confident um, going into play these All Blacks at the moment, and I'm sure the Wallabies will be. Uh, you know, they won't take their eye off the ball this week, but once they get through South Africa, they'll feel really good about the Bleeders. Though. And look, this is going to be a captivating series. The Australians, I don't think, have had a better chance to get that big trophy back. Um, so they have to feel good about it. Um, that said, Smithy, I expect the All to bounce back. It's what they do. And if they don't bounce back with something strong this weekend, the alarm bells will really have to be ringing, won't they? I mean, you know... What, what is a, a building crisis almost with the, the worst record, really, in the modern era? Or I can remember ever with the All Blacks losing this many tests and, and being out of it. Um, those alarm bells will be ringing loud and clear if they don't bounce back this week. I fully expect it, though. It's been great, though, um, to be honest, uh, Brad, because uh, we've got a hell of a rugby championship on our hands uh, with all four um, really strong contenders still. Yeah, absolutely, and I guess that's from a from a sort of viewer's point of view. Absolutely, it's something that was unexpected, and, and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Springboks turn up this weekend and pummel the Wallabies. You know, like uh, it's it's one of those championships where uh, it seems to be you win one, then you lose one, which is which is exciting. I mean, it, it's good good for world rugby, I guess, but also uh, just with what Mark said about, you know, they'll bounce back off the back of a defeat. Well, if we look look ahead to a World Cup, we know that we're playing the Springboks or Ireland in a World Cup quarterfinal. Uh, so <laughs> there is no there is no tomorrow in a crunch game like that. And and that's what worries me about this side under Foster is, A, as a, as a rugby fan watching the game, I don't know how we're trying to play. And, B, do we have to get our butts kicked to, to be able to, to front up the, the following week? Um, and I, I agree with Mark. I think the All Blacks will get the job done um, tomorrow night. That's, that's what the, the history says. But, uh, yeah, that, that's what worries me. And I just I don't really know what we, how we're trying to play. And 
Look, Ian Foster, as you said, he's resilient. He's 100% resilient. He loves the All Blacks and he loves the All Blacks jersey. I, I, I don't doubt that. But at what point, Smithy, does he need to be realistic with himself and saying, right now I'm doing, like me being in charge of this team is not right for the future of this game in, in New Zealand. At what point does he, does that resilience, you know, uh, part from, from, from Fozzie where he realizes that he's not the right person for the job? And I think that that point, is we are at that point on Saturday night. Okay, fine. Uh, Brad Lewis uh, with us at the moment uh, with Mark Hinton. Take a short break for the news uh, with Araha. And when we come back, uh, we'll take a look at uh, maybe uh, the retirement announcement from Kendra Coxedge. Uh, Dave Rennie's uh, named an unchanged side. The Warriors, plenty to talk about uh, with Brad Lewis and Mark Hinton. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Talk to me, it is uh, Brad Lewis with us and uh, Mark Hinton. And uh, Mark Hinton, a significant uh, announcement uh, from the Black Ferns. Uh, not always a big fan of people uh, preempting their retirement at the edge of a t- end of a tournament or whatever, but uh, she deserves to go out on a, a really good note. Uh, Kendra Cox said she has been uh, a very, very worthy uh, battler away uh, for a long period of time. Yeah, fabulous player, isn't she? It's interesting that she's announced her retirement now. Um, ahead of the tournament, it's kind of good to clear it up and you have to think that, you know, now becomes a bit of a rallying point for the Black Ferns, doesn't it, you know um, let's do it for Kendra um, will become a bit of a um, a theme, I'm sure, through the World Cup and particularly as they get to the business end, she's been an absolutely fabulous uh, performer, uh, the most capped player in the team's history the first ever winner of the Calvin R. Tremaine Memorial Award uh, as a woman, you know broke through the glass ceiling there um, and her, just her longevity, her consistency, everything about her. She's, she's a heck of a competitive person and a very small body. She, she, she throws herself around and, and gets the job done. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it just adds another layer to the uh, upcoming World Cup, doesn't it, and from the Black Ferns' perspective. Um, you know, uh, the, one of their greats going out. Uh, can the team see her, see her out in style? It's, you know, uh, it, it might just be a little motivating factor, Smithy. Um, I know you're not a necessarily a fan of it, but it, it, it's good, maybe in a way, to have some of these things, you know, out in the open before the events happen. So Kendra Cox said, "You will bow out. She'll bow out. One of the very best to have pulled on the black jersey." Totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, she's everything that's good about women's rugby. I. I must uh, uh, confess about that because at the end of the day, win, lose or draw, and she doesn't lose very often, always got a damn smile on her face and she seems so happy about what she's doing, Brad. And um, they'll miss her. They certainly will miss Kendra Coxedge. Uh, and a great person as well. Like, I've interviewed her a couple of times. She's just super pleasant and always happy to chat. And like, not just one of the best women's players in the country or the world, but one of the best rugby players we've ever produced as well. I think pound for pound, she'd be right up there as, as you know, using a, a combat sports analogy. She'd be one of the best rugby players of the last sort of 15, 20 years um, with her skill set across the board. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll, New Zealand rugby will miss her for sure. But I love what Wayne Smith's doing with the Black Ferns. They seem to be playing. We just talked about a team lacking in confidence. Well, he's sort of taken the the, the, uh, the shackles off, off the girls, and they're playing with freedom. Uh, and they're playing with a, a clear game plan, which is to run teams ragged, which is fun, right? Like, at least we know how Wayne Smith is trying to play. Uh, and it's been really great. I think it's been fantastic to watch them. And 
they're going into this tournament with, with a little bit of lack external pressure. I know internally there'll be pressure, but expectations are in England, France are the two best teams in the world, so they can kind of play with the shackles off throughout the tournament where the expectations from world rugby is that New Zealand are probably a semi-final team at best. Let's uh, look at uh, the UFC um, on Sunday this weekend. Is there any Kiwi input? Uh, well, that's in Paris, of course, which is kind of cool. Robert Whitaker, who's a New Zealand-born Australian, is in the co-main event. And Taito Ibasa, who has, has trained a little bit with the guys at City Kickboxing, is fighting Cyril Gunn in the main event um, in, the, in the heavyweight division. And Tai putting himself in a position potentially to challenge for uh, the heavyweight title. Actually, interesting fact about Ty, his partner is Millie Holmes, of course, who is um, uh, Paul Holmes' daughter, uh, which is, you know, a little Kiwi connection there. Uh, and, um, yeah, Robert Whitaker looking to get back towards a potential title fight with Israel Adesanya or Alex Pereira, depending on who wins that title fight uh, later in the year. A uh, big Australian card rumoured to be announced for March next year, which should feature a lot of Kiwi fighters, and Alex Volkanovski, who's the current pound-for-pound uh, -pound best fighter on the planet. Incidentally, uh, Tai Tuavasa is uh, $5.10 outside of there um, against uh, Cyril Gain. Uh, Robert Whitaker is a $1.42 favourite against uh, Marvin Vittori, though the odds at, at the moment you can get on the New Zealand uh, TAB. Uh, for Mark Hinton, uh, I, I would imagine uh, for the Warriors, um, the pain ends. Anyway, this season's pain ends to, uh, over the weekend uh, at Mount Smart Stadium and probably can't come quick enough for most of them involved. Yeah, it's been a struggle, Smithy. Look, yeah, you, you, you know, it's been well documented. It hasn't been easy, um, but they've they've kind of folded a little too easily, haven't they? I mean, I, I guess all we ask for from our sporting teams, and you know, we've seen it with the Breakers and the Phoenix, is a little bit of resilience, I guess, in the face of uh, of the odds that are stacked against them, or have been through this sort of uh, COVID nineteen period. Um, and we didn't really see that with the Warriors. So disappointing. Um, Look, uh, hopefully they go out on a high note. Their fans deserve it. They've got some of the greatest fans, Smithy, haven't they? The Warriors, I mean, talk about through following a team through thin and thin. It's, you know, there are, there's certainly, a, you know, a, a little bit of a lack of, shall we say, high points. You talk about the All Blacks fans doing it tough at the moment. The Warriors fans do it really tough, but they stick with them, don't they? So hopefully they get a, a nice way to bow out. And, and you can only think that the best thing about... Um, this weekend and the last game is that um, it's basically finally over and they can start planning something more positive for next year because, um, you know, they, they have to find a way to turn this thing around and, and playing regularly at home will certainly help them. Um, but there's a lot of other issues to be addressed. And so, the, you know, the, the, the hard work really starts now for the Warriors. Um, and frankly, you know, I think their country demands and deserves something better than they've seen in, in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they're going to get high, nine home games next uh, next competition, Brad, by the sounds of it. Uh, they're coming back together in November, but uh, when they send them away for a break, uh, one of the, uh, the the worst aspects of it is uh, been two coaches now have both said they don't appear to want to play uh, at times. Uh, how do you fix that um, in the space of uh, a month or so off? Well, you figure out who those players are, Smithy, and you tell them thanks but no thanks. Like, uh, you just, they, we just can't have 
players that, that don't want to front up, don't want to play for this club. And look, as I said to you last week, encouraged by what Andrew Webster said in, his, uh, in an interview he did, I think, with Fox Sport um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, where he said, you know, he won't suffer for fools, which is great. But they, they need to figure out who they, even if it's like, I'm not going to mention any names, but even if it's the best players in the team, if they don't want to be here, leave. Like, you know, like, um, pay them out if they have to and, and reset this club. Give yourself a three or four year plan to get rather than say next year's our year. We're sick of that, right? And the best thing for me, Smithy, as, as a journalist, is, uh, I'll use that term loosely, is in the, in the next, uh, you know, six, five months, I don't have to write about the Warriors, I don't have to talk about the Warriors, and I don't have to watch the Warriors. And they've sent me into a state of depression throughout the season. Um, I am doing okay, if anyone's asking, but it's just, I, I need the break, Smithy. I need the break from this team. Uh, and, you know, we can, we can put the rose-tinted glasses back on next season, and, and from round one, we can hope is eternal, and we can believe again. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get the West Tigers in the first round and get off to a, a winning start. I, don't, I think the draw's been done. I don't know who we're playing in the first round. Mark probably knows. But, yeah, I just uh, I, I, I need a break from this club. I need a break. I'll just get my my producer, uh, Logan Swinkles, who's listening in there, very concerned for you. Um, I'll see if we can find a chemist warehouse voucher for you along the lines of uh, perhaps you can go there over the weekend, Brad, and uh, find some sort of remedy to pick you up because uh, that, that's Dan very Carter's depressing. Dan Carter's probably got yeah. a few of those. Dan, Dan Carter's <laughs> got yeah, a few of yeah, you're right, Mr. and Mrs. Carter have got that covered. Um, okay, so uh, Mark Hinton, uh, shall we change seasons momentarily? And it's the Chapel Hadley next week. Are you looking forward to that? Absolutely, absolutely, dootly. Um, look, we don't get many cracks at the Aussie Smithy in cricket. Um, um, and look, this is a, a Black Caps team that's sort of, sort of tracking reasonably well. You just feel they're maybe a little bit off their peak, but they've got a um, they're, they're, you know, they're tracking reasonably well, I believe, and um, any chance to take on the Aussies is a good one. Look, um, they are maybe, I mean, that attack of theirs is formidable, isn't it? And we're going to have to negotiate that. But, um, yep, no, I'm, I'm all for the Black Caps. I reckon they're a chance if they get it right um, with, the, with their batting. Um, being able to bat that 50 overs is tricky as all heck, isn't it, in the modern game with the inclination towards towards uh, um, the T20 style. So um, if we can get it right, get some good scores on the board, I think we can trouble these Aussies in this series. This is a Black Cats team that is good enough to beat them, and they need to go in, Smithy, with that mindset. Um, I'd love to see them sort of um, go on the front foot against the Aussies. I think that's the only time we're that we've been at our best against them when we go on the attack against them. I think back to that Brendan McCullum type era. Yeah, let's take it to them. Let's take it to them, uh, Brad Lewis. Any chance you feel? We went with high hopes, didn't we, a few years back in that test series. Um, the last time we went there for the Chapel Hadley, of course, was the start of COVID. They played at the uh, SCG and uh, it was empty, absolutely empty. The players had to uh, jump the fence and get the ball out of their seats themselves. It was uh, quite weird. Uh, and then, of course, that, uh, that was the end of that. That was a one-match only. So um, how are you feeling about it? Can we, can we knock them over? I'm feeling great after last night on Sky Sport watching the, uh, the Hobart test in the 2015 uh, pool game in the World Cup, Smithy. Those were some great memories. And thank you so much to Sky for showing those last night. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, man, I'm with Mark 100%. Let's go at them. I love a guy like Finn Allen who's 
who's just an aggressive, uh, you know, a Brennan McCullum type cricketer, and he's at the top of the order. Martin Guptill is is batting as well as he has um, for the last three or four years. Uh, let's just let's just play on the front foot. Let's go at them. Uh, you know, James Neesham probably been our most consistent white ball cricketer in the last uh, year, year, and he can't get a contract, which is strange to me because he's he should be playing every single white ball game that we play uh, in both forms. Um, of T20 or ODI. Like, let's just play aggressive, uh, and I, I love what we're doing in white ball cricket. I kind of feel, Smitty, that we're trending towards a good era in, in white ball cricket, and we may struggle a bit in the red ball game, and test cricket losing, you know, how much test cricket is Trent Bolt going to play moving forward, Tim Stowley coming towards the end of his career. I feel like test cricket is where we might go through a bit of a lull now as we, as we look at, at the young players coming through, what's our new ball attack going to be like moving forward, but I, I feel in the one day and T20 game, we've got some really good uh, 20, uh, 20 over and 50 over cricketers out there uh, that, that, could, that could be great for us moving forward. Brad Lewis and Mark Hinton have been the panellists this morning, uh, thank you very much gentlemen uh, Happy Father's Day uh, to all those uh, concerned as well and uh, should the All Blacks not get up tomorrow night in Hamilton, I sent some uh, very interesting articles, um, courtesy of you two blokes as well. So, uh, Brad Lewis, Mark Hinton, thank you very much, uh, and we'll have a panel on Monday around about uh, 10.30 as well. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.